Whatever life's hey purpose Hey there, is good evil. evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the old in and out uh, This is Dr. William Schimmel. Uh, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, Brian Dewan. Brian, welcome, and how Hello. are you this evening? Yes. <laughs> how are you this evening? And how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. And uh, tell, me what's, tell me what's going on up in the Catskills. Snow. But not a wicked tongue. Uh-huh. We've had a bunch of snow. It was in the way, and then it melted. Yeah. And then there was more today. Well, I had to drive up the mountain to take down an art show and hunter of uh, some watercolors and drawings yeah. that I did. Yeah. And so uh, got them down and wrapped them up in plastic so they wouldn't get wet. And uh, there's two ways to get up there. I went the back way, which is less volatile. Yeah. But Route 23A goes back a very twisty, narrow, old mountain road. It's kind of a switchback road, and uh, it's an adventure. It's a fun and very beautiful adventure, but you don't want to go up and down if there's slop all over the road. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little dangerous for the car, isn't it, uh, when you're driving? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's some little corners where you have to go 15 miles per hour, but, you know, nobody wants to go 15 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. Except I like to go that slow around those curves. Yeah. And there's no, there's no like, long drop around those curves. Is there, like, you know, uh, uh, like you're not in the mountains, you know, going around and there's a big drop underneath? Well, often there is, but there is a guardrail. Yeah, pretty, uh, you know. And, and, and usually the... A pretty big one, right? Yeah, but it's also full of trees. Ah. So it's not just like falling off a cliff. There's a few cliffy areas, but yeah. most of the steep inclines into the uh, clove are filled with trees. Oh, yeah. So it's relatively, relatively safe. Mm. Well, there is an old road that's very steep that they close in the winter because it's just too unnavigable and yeah. Uh, rumor has it, although I've not seen it with my eyes, that at the bottom of the clove there are these wrecked antique cars that are cars that ran off the road and, you know, it's too difficult to pull them out down there, so they just remain over the generations. That'd be one heck of a museum, wouldn't it, down there? Uh, yeah, I guess it is, but I've not seen it. Yeah. And, you know, people say things and you realize you don't know if they're true or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the myth the myth prevails. Yeah. 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 Um, Brian, we had a little conversation earlier on. Uh, I mean the last time we we, we talked, uh, we were over the you know, we were over the phone of course and all of a sudden there was this big bang on my door. And I had to get off the phone because I felt that the peop someone was like banging the door down. And it turned out to be these people who were trying to sell me some sort of, or they were appealing. Uh, they were appearing to be, well, you know, they had these plastic identification signs around their neck. They had clipboards, and they were asking to see my Con Ed bill. And you had said you've gotten that also up in the Catskills. I have, and the first time it happened was sort of bewildering because it's confusing. Because it turns out that they're an alternative energy company 
but they don't represent themselves that way when they show up. No. They say, we're with the electric company. Yeah. Which you assume means, you know, in New York that would be uh, Con Ed. Up here that would be Central Hudson. And then they, yeah, they start asking to look at your electric bill. And they want to take down numbers. They also carry, like, some plastic electronic thing with them. And uh, between the clipboards and the laminated plastic passes and the electronic gizmos, these things are supposed to make you believe that they are authorities. And, but and they're, they're really con men. And they're very, very arrogant, too. And they were pounding the door like, 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 they, were all, like they were trying to push it through. And, uh, yeah, they, like they're appointing themselves some sort of a cop. Yeah. They want to bust down your door. Yeah, they're going to bust down the door. Yeah. Yeah, so they try to intimidate you into thinking that they are an authority or that they are the electric company and they want to look at your bill. And Anyway, I finally figured out what their scam was. So now when they show up, I know the drill. I, mean, I, I said to them, I said, look, they said, where is your bill? I said, I don't have it. And they said, where is it? And I said, I have it. I left it in. I, I left it in my office. And so finally, I said, just get out of here. And uh, and, yeah. I used, I, and I used an expletive. You know, I said, get the. You know, you know, uh, out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And they. Well, you know, they, they, they terrible to they say. You say, I don't know where it is. And they say, where is it? You know, it's like none of your beeswax. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right. So. Uh, that that was uh, that was the reason why I got off the phone the last time and and uh, and it was an obnoxious situation and then I you know when we talked again you had told me you experienced it also I'm sure a lot of a lot of you people out there are experiencing this as well don't fall for it uh, they're cons and uh, and tell them tell them what I told tell them what I told them and don't be afraid to use the expletive. And so, <laughs> I don't know. See, now I would be afraid because maybe somebody can sue you for saying a cuss word. Well, okay, eliminate the cuss word. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but keep it. Or you can have a substitute cuss word. You know, freaking. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, say freaking. Yeah, or, or you can say, get parked. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> I guess even that you could be sued for. You could be kind of be sued for that also. Uh, you have to go, you know, at least today. I mean, maybe five years ago you would. Yeah. Now with all this stuff going on, yeah, uh, I you have to be careful with everything that you say. Yeah. Uh, if if you're to the right, you can be in trouble. If you're to the left, you can be in trouble. And if you're to the middle, you can be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing but trouble all there's around. There's nothing but trouble, it's, trouble, trouble all around. It's so cool. And uh, so, Brian, what, what what are you doing? Uh, uh, what's what's going on in the uh, in the art scene up in up in the Catskills? Well, let's see. I feel like I'm not very knowledgeable about art scenes, but uh, the the show that's going up in the place that I just took my show down is uh, Rodney Allen Greenblatt. Mm. And he's got some paintings and sculptures going up and that stuff is really fun and cool. So uh, I saw it today as he was bringing it in and I was taking my stuff out. 
and uh, what else is going on around here? Well, often, you know, uh, Bobby Previtt does a musical thing oh, yeah. you know, down yeah. the street in Hilo, and I often uh, join him in that. Oh, I, oh that's down the street I'm, glad, I'm glad of that. I'm glad of that, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, what other art? I can't think of other art fun to report. Well, uh, uh, what's going on? Uh, what's going on with your art next? In other words, where's the next thing we can see? Oh yeah, well then the next stuff? thing is um, the Armory Show is coming up in yeah. New York. Yeah, the big art fair and uh, all these New York galleries and some European galleries have uh, booths and are represented on a pier. And uh, I will be showing a film strip called "What Will You Do with Your Freedom." Uh-huh. And uh, I was just down at the gallery a couple of days ago uh, shooting video of the film strip print. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be there projecting it live with the, uh, you know, little hand crank projector. But I think sometimes I might not be there and he'll show it uh, a video of the film strip. And we're going to have a little setup to watch them in, put in a little bit of flooring. Uh, there are these speaker cabinets I made that will hang up and we'll have a movie screen on a stand. And then there's a blackboard, which is a thing I made. It's a big piece of masonite covered with flat black paint and has some wood trim. It looks like a chalkboard and has a tray and it's covered with all sorts of writing and diagrams and chalk. So it's this little classroom oid that you can look at the film strips in. Well, that sounds really, really great, uh, Brian. Uh, and uh, uh, what are the dates for that again? Will you give us the dates? Oh, goodness. Well, I think oh, you know, I'm a little confused yeah. because there's the load-in days, but I think that uh, I think the... Uh, oh, start? I thought it started on the 6th, but, you know, I better check on that. Yeah, somewhere, uh, somewhere because, around the you know, 6th of I, March, yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes for a few days and through the weekend. Yeah, great. But I think that the first day is the 6th, and that's a Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, it costs a lot of money to see the Armory show. Yeah. I mean, I used to think it was out of sight years ago, but now it's probably something like 30 bucks or even more Yeah. just to go to the Home Depot of art. Well... Uh, but uh, I'm really glad to do it, and uh, you know, and I've I've worked with Joe and Ryan in the Pierogi Gallery before, uh, but that was years ago, and we once did a little classroom, and I showed film strips in it, and uh, I had some desks and chairs set up facing the screen, and the desks had paper and pencils, and somebody came in and they said to me, you know, in a sort of testy way, oh, but we, we can't sit in the chairs, right, because it's art. They said, oh, you can sit in the chairs. Sure. Sure. He said, really? We can? <laughs> and then he sat there, and then he said, oh, but we can't use the pencil and paper, right? And I said, no, you no, can you use the pencil and paper. Really? So it was so funny for me to see this guy's mind being blown because he was allowed to sit at a desk and use a pencil and paper. Well, uh, talk about uh, talk about uh, art that 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 is functional, that that is uh, usable, that is uh, part of our everyday experience, which is leading me into uh, our next our next uh, phase 
Um, on April, from April 1st to April 6th, I will be curating an accordion week at the Lincoln Center uh, Library for the Performing Arts. And it's called Accordion Mixology. And each day uh, has a particular phase of, uh, of the accordion. The first day will be a rather eclectic phase leading to a, a rather classically oriented concert at night. Uh, the second night, April 2nd, will be an installation that I had done uh, that will include videos by myself and Mickey, my wife, Mickey Goodman. And then Wednesday is going to be a hands-on day. And that's where we're going to have the Main Squeeze Orchestra doing carousel art, zombie art, and uh, Mickey will do the movement for people who want to participate in that event. And, uh, and it should be a great fun because it would be open to all ages. And it's something that children can take part in. It's something that adults can take part in. It can be, can be something that adults who bring their children can take part in. Uh, uh, or, uh, you know, it's, it's set up for all ages. And so, again, it's, it's, uh, it's participation uh, uh, art that would be the third, third day. And uh, the fourth day will have somewhat, somewhat of a Jewish theme, but not limited to it. The fifth day will be punk accordion. And we're leading up to the sixth day, which is going to, going to be the closing day. And that's going to be a sing-along. And who is hosting the sing-along? Who is going to be the leader of the sing-along? Who do you think? Who do I think? Yeah, I think it's going to be yours truly. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's going to be. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's right. Brian will be, Brian will be conducting the sing along, and uh, it will be not only a sing along, but it will be art. And, <laughs> and to use and to use an antiquated word, but but it still has to be used sometimes. It will be performance art, and uh, and. Uh, if you have heard Brian at the seminars and and in many many different venues, uh, his his songs are singable. His songs have a quirky quality to them. Uh, they're they're funny. They're raucous. Some of them are forbidden. Uh, some of them get, can get you thrown out of any place. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, and somewhere along the line, we're gonna we're gonna deal with that one. But uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, anyone is invited uh, to that. Uh, oh, as a matter of fact, that one you have to make reservations for because apparently, apparently, uh, people who go to Lincoln Center public library there, the library for the performing arts, apparently they do have sing-alongs there and apparently people like to sing. And uh, so obviously uh, and, and we, all, we also, you can also bring an accordion and, uh, and or not, or not. And if you bring an accordion, if you bring an accordion, the, the, the harmonies will be simple enough. Well, I'll help you with them. You all know, shout the chords, or or Denise Conchelic, who will be assisting me, will you know uh, 
uh, shout the chords and, and help you out with it. Uh, you know, the chords will not be difficult. And, uh, and we'll have a, uh, and it will be our closer, uh, which will be the, the best, uh, best way to close uh, a very successful uh, uh, weekend. And uh, I suggest all of you out there, if you want to take part in a participation event, we urge you to come on Wednesday when Mickey Goodman, my wife, will be actually working with movement to, act, uh, to actually put you in a carousel or help you uh, relate to the zombies, which will be the main squeeze all-girl accordion orchestra. And so you can join them, and Mickey will help you with that. So uh, it should be, a, you know, I'm looking forward to a really, really good week. And uh, I might as well say, yes, it should be a fun week. Uh, and uh, from April 1st to the April 6th, the events, by the way, are free. And they run from 11 in the morning to about 6 at night. And so... Uh, it's the kind of place where you can come in and come out, and uh, some of the events we might even repeat for you know for a, you know new people who may come in and want to hear it, and uh, and so it'll have a nice light quality about the whole thing, and so we urge you to be there, and uh, I think it will be a, a wonderful event. Also, don't forget the seminars. Uh, July 26th, 27th, 28th at Tenry. It will be our 25th anniversary year. 25th? To our 25th. And, uh, That's a wondrous number. It's a wondrous number. It really is. It really is. And uh, we, so we got to number 25. And, uh, and so obviously we're looking forward to a bit of a celebratory weekend there. And... Uh, so that's the scoop there. Uh, I'm going to play a little something because I got my accordion on and it's and it's heavy. So uh, uh, I'm going to play something and afterwards I'll be able to take it off. And but nonetheless, I'm going to play a little piece that's for accordion that I wrote, and it's called uh, "Someone Leaning," and it's a reality, and it's reality on an actual piece. But we'll. Have you named the piece, whoever's listening, of course, will have you named the piece after I finish it, that it might be a reality on.
Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, what's it? Mesmerizing. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, it's a reality. And uh, did you in any way feel the what, what you felt might be the source of it? Oh, I don't think I would be able to detect the source. That it would be a reality on, well, you know, yeah, I think it would be difficult in this particular case, but it does come out of a of another another piece that I'm, as I say, doing a reality on, and and it's of course uh, a piece that I admire very very much. I always loved called you know Lean on Me. You know, uh, Lean on Me. You know, when you're not strong. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, I did not find it. Well, if I heard it again. I would say, oh. Yeah. I hear it now. It's hidden in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so pastoral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, now, I have a question. Are you yeah. playing a different kind of accordion than the one that I usually hear you play, or is it uh, your regular accordion? Well, I have a few of them, and I'm playing I'm playing a pretty souped-up model right now, Brian. Uh, I'm playing, you know, the, the big concert model with the 32 foot stops and and so forth and so you're getting uh you're getting a real uh you're getting a real sound uh yeah you're getting a real sound no it, it sounds so very full-bodied yeah 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 it's well marbled and full-bodied and so uh that's um uh, you know that's that that's a piece uh, uh, i uh, I composed I composed this week and uh, and all, needless to say, uh, the uh, roots quality that it has, of course, the roots you know, what I call what I would call roots Americana, but of course it goes further out than that. But it 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 it, it sort of has the the gospel quality that. Uh, 
you would find in certain, well, I, I would say even much more Pentecostal than Baptist. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And uh, where you would get more in the midst of like the, the simple harmonies and so forth, you get these kind of buzzy qualities that resemble a kind of a singing in tongues. Uh, you know, rather than the straight chordal, you know, chordal Baptist songs. On the other hand, uh, the simple, the simple triadic structures, uh, you know, have a little bit of the Appalachian shape note singing quality too. So, and you know, it all crosses together in in, in that, in, you know, in that factor. They're all things I was interested in when I wrote this. And yeah, and so that's well. There also sounds like. Uh... You know, sometimes in the low bass notes, like sometimes it can, you know, sit on the tonic while the chords shift over it. Right, right, right. Uh, this grounded post. That's right, that's right. That's right. And, uh, and that's another factor uh, that, uh, you, know, you know, needless to say, the, from, from the obvious standpoint, uh, the organ quality of the, of the instrument. Uh, whether it's a concert organ, but needless to say, an organ in a church that kind of, you know, creating an echo uh, that isn't necessarily provided by a natural echo, but, you know, doing something with the drones and so forth, which can create the illusion of, uh, of an echo. Yeah. And so all those things went into the making of it. And so this is kind of the world premiere of it. And, uh, yeah. and um, also, I want to mention uh, I have an album that's coming out March fifteenth, and it's a blues album called Blues Hues and Views, and it's with Elliot Sharp, the wonderful downtown legend. Well, he's playing guitar and mandolin, and I'm playing accordion, and it's an improvised CD, and it's on Cavity Search Records. And uh, you know you've made it when you're in Cavity Search Records. And uh, we're very, I'm very proud of that. And, and, uh, and you'll be able to, you can actually pre-order a copy on Amazon. So uh, please do. I urge everyone to do that. And, uh, and so, uh, Brian, uh, what are we going to hear of yours uh, tonight? Well, we're going to hear a, uh, a very old song called Worthiness by Charles J. O'Malley. Ah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about him. A, um, oh, I don't know anything about him. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did learn the song from sheet music and... Uh, it's, uh, you know, and it was really arranged for social singing. So we're back to the sing-along. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's really written to be in uh, four-part harmony. But uh, my in my version, it's just one part. And, uh, and uh, accordion, and I think there's a little bit of other stuff thrown in there, too. Can we do that at the, uh, the sing-along, Brian? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't know what people will sing along to, but yeah. hey, if anyone wants to sing along, I'm not going to stop them. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, so, I mean, that sounds like something uh, uh, you know, you could sing at the at the sing along, and people could join, you know, join in. And, uh, and oh, actually, sure. Yeah. What are some of the songs that we uh, we could sing along to, Brian, uh, uh, at the sing along? Oh yeah, well, I think uh, uh, well, one of them is "Merrily Sing." That's a good one. Do not mortgage the farm. Love it. Susan, Susan, I don't know if you know that, but that's sort of like a schoolyard song. Uh, Yellow Submarine. Well, yeah, of course. You know something? The green grass grew all around. That's a good one. Charlie on the MTA. Uh, oh, well, of course. And uh, I think it will be hard to resist doing Shine on the Harvest Moon. Uh, I, I, actually, imagine, that's a wonderful song, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, the, and, the, uh, intro, the intro is fantastic. We can imagine a bouncing ball. Well, can we can we uh, can we use that imagery? Yeah, maybe we should get a ball and bounce it around too. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can bring a flashlight. Yeah, and so <laughs> actually, the yeah. So we'll we'll start scheming about that. Yeah, the intro to Shine on Harvest Moon is fantastic. That, that, that leads into Shine and Harvest Moon, and uh, well, that you know that that all sounds fantastic. By the way, uh, in Yellow Submarine, with the lyrics are fantastic, of course, and you know they are. We all know they are. But oh uh, yeah. But sometimes you know there was remember that song, uh, the Green Berets, uh, men who live, you know, you know, put uh, uh, men who live off nature's land. Trained in combat, hand to hand. Remember that one? Men who live just what they say. Those brave men, the Green Berets. Is that? Did Johnny Horton record that? Uh, yes, and uh, it was originally Sar Sergeant Barry Sattler did it. Oh. And, and then Johnny Horton did a version of it. And uh, oh, okay. It was all. It was during the Vietnam War uh, as a reaction to the people who were, you know, protesting it. Ugh. And, Protesting. Yeah, and what I did is I I I I uh, used it to the melody of Submar Yellow Submarine. Men who live <laughs> off nature's land, trained in combat, hand to hand. Men who me mean just what they say. Though brave men, the Green Berets, you know, which which fits perfectly. <laughs> It's pretty good. And, and, you know, maybe we can, you know, add a chorus and we can add the Green Berets uh, to that. Sure. Uh, we can throw it on the heap. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you and I had a discussion about Home on the Range. and uh, That's right. Uh, and I had told you that story, and which you just totally said was wrong, 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 wrong about the grade I gave that uh, that choral singer. I don't know if you remember oh, that story. Oh yeah, that's right. Now, now what happened? The what did the singer do? That's right. Somebody. Oh gosh, <laughs> You're coming back to me now. So yeah, somebody who was a professor was making faces or doing something to distract their students during the performance, and then they laughed and. Well, and you know, that, uh, uh, I think I'm going to tell the story. The uh, point. I think I'm going to tell the story uh, when you take a break, Brian, because, you know, it's two and a half hours or two hours. 
Oh, uh, you should definitely yeah, tell and, the story. And, and, yeah, I'm gonna. T- uh, I want to tell the story, and uh, and the story I want to tell. I think. I think. Uh, I think the uh, the sing along goes from eleven to one thirty or something of that nature. And but obviously, obviously, when you take a little break, uh, I'll tell the story. And uh, it was when I was teaching at the the accordion school, uh, New Power Conservatory. My job was to teach the chorus. And uh, and obviously they weren't singers, and so I really uh, I couldn't really do anything too too challenging. So I taught them home on the range in unison, and uh, I got them to to sing that. And I figured I have to create some variety. So I on the second chorus I had them hum. Mm-hmm. And I had this one girl get up and, and recite it, you know, mm-hmm. oh, give me a home, da, 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 where the buffaloes roam, this kind of thing. And I figured that would add some variety. So when we did the recital and concert, uh, she gets up and starts reciting and all of a sudden she breaks out in laughter. And, uh, and so when it was all over, I didn't quite know what to do, so I had to turn in grades. And it's pretty hard to flunk chorus. Oh, uh, and I know a few people have. <laughs> but but it's it's really hard to do, so I gave her a C plus for showing up. And uh, so sure <laughs> so sure enough, I get a call from, from the director of the school saying that she's very, very upset about her C plus grade. And, uh, and, and then what I found out, and I found out that she was seeing a, f- a faculty member uh, romantically, and she was 19, he was well into his 50s, and she was uh, in a romantic relationship with him. And he was in the audience making faces and making her laugh. And, uh, and so uh, when I got the call that she was upset about her C+, I had known that that situation had took place about, the, you know, the faculty member laughing at her. And the director of the school asked me would I change her grade. And so I said I'd think about it and get back. And so I got back, I thought about it and got back, and I said, yes, change the grade and change it to an F. <laughs> oh, 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 so cruel! <laughs> it's cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> Execution, you know. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. Well, word to the wise. That you to have teachers. Well, yeah. Now, well, well, now, see, now, you know, this this was many, many years ago. Almost thirty. This was like thirty some years ago. Now, you, uh-huh. now you sign a paper that you know that you don't do those things. You know, now you actually sign. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, you sign. But, you sign. Yeah. Back then, you didn't. Yeah. But I was even just thinking, like, you know, it was he was sadistic to try to. Make faces and sabotage her performance. Yeah, I don't know where that was coming from. And, uh, and then she got a bad grade because of his monkey shines. 
Well, uh, it, it's it, you know it turns out then it turns out to be a longer story than that. Then 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 it goes all the way back to, um, you know, this, first of all the situation shouldn't have taken taken place, and uh, two, um, if they were in a romantic relationship and he got tempted to uh, to make her laugh, he should have thought twice about it and left the room. Well, I would just think that yeah. I, I would like to think that he would care more about her well-being so than he yeah. would try to sabotage your yeah, show. Yeah. I kind of feel that way also. Thanks. Yeah. And non, nonetheless, you know, that, the, yeah, go ahead. I mean, the romantic part is sort of almost irrelevant to the story because if there wasn't a romance, he still shouldn't have sabotaged her show. Exactly. I wonder if he would have refrained from doing that if he wasn't messing around. Yeah, and it, and it's uh, and it, you know also my show. You know, I'm a job. My, my job is to make him sing well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so you know the, the, the you know in the end the the, the pin cushion becomes me. You know the. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? In other words, then I uh, then in essence I kind of take the fall. Why didn't you train the people? You know, not to laugh. You know, that's right. And, uh, well, that's the thing, too. It would be one thing if you knew that that was part of the thing was in your performance, you mustn't let anybody make you laugh or distract you. I mean, because, you know, I think about usually I'm pretty good about not being distracted in a performance yeah. when something funny thing happens or when there's a big nuisance. But sometimes it can nonetheless derail you or shift your attention off your what you're doing and yeah absolutely ideally you you have the concentration to be impervious yeah but sometimes it it's more distracting than you expect or maybe you expect it's more of a focused situation and it's really more distracted but you know it is a challenge to endure in performance and to not let people derail you, uh, particularly if they're sabotaging you. Well, but, you know, for instance, it's also a, it's also a, a great lesson because, you know, even in the classical field, which is a very, very competitive field, uh, you'll find all kinds of interesting, interesting, you know, things that go on. For instance, a person might be performing in a competition and so forth, and a person who's sitting in the audience waiting to go on next, you know, will get up and walk out of the room. And, uh, and there's all kinds of little stuff that goes on in those particular situa situations, and the person on stage really, really has to be focused that these yeah. things might happen. And also, uh, the person who's leaving the room might be trying to sabotage you, or the person has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, well, even if somebody's not trying to derail things, yeah. you know, one can be derailed, even if you are experienced in exactly. tuning out all kinds of monkey business. Yeah. And I found myself sometimes being surprised with myself that I was distracted by something that happened in the audience or of outside or of course. It's, what it's, have you. It's a natural thing. Yeah. And uh, so... That's makes for an interesting story, and then of course, uh, singing "Home on a Range" is always fun. I always like singing it, and uh, yeah, and most everyone knows the lyrics. Uh, everyone seems to have learned the lyrics somewhere. You know what I mean? 
Well, it's funny how universally it seems to yeah. be known. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even today. Yeah. I mean, certain songs, for instance, you don't have to teach people the lyrics. Coleman Arrange is one of them. You know, Irene Goodnight is one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then it's also a you know, marvelously simple song. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, and, you know, uh, there's the, the lyrics that most of us know, and there's the Lead Belly, the original lyrics, which are a little more R-rated. Oh. And I don't know if you know those ones. And uh, I'm not going to... No, I don't. If you listen to the Rye Cooter version on Chicken Skin Music, they do the, they do the, uh, the original lyrics. Oh, I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah, Ry Cooter sings it with Flacco Jimenez on accordion. One of my favorite Cajun accordion, no, Cajun, Tex-Mex accordion players, Norteño. Oh, yeah. look it up. Yeah. And just a few changed words, basically, and you get you get the idea. And in other words, you know it's Ryrene Goodnight, but there's a few changed words that they've cleaned up when the Weavers, you know, when the weavers made it very, very, very famous, what they did is they put the weavers and suits and ties and dressed them up and they and cleaned the song up a bit and the song became uh, an international hit, not just in folk circles, but all over. And, and then that's the version we ended up singing, of course. And uh, so these are all the things we'll have a great time with, uh, with the sing-along. And... Uh, so I urge all of you to attend um, April 1st to April 6th. That's at Lincoln Center at the Library for the Performing Arts at the Vincent Astor Gallery. You walk into the library, you turn right, and you are there. It's that simple. And you will be hearing more advertisement for it as we go along. And uh, there will be more advertisements in the... Uh, uh, in the magazine, Lincoln Center Magazine, and so forth. Uh, you'll, you'll hear about it as we, uh, as we approach April 1st. Okay, I'm going to sign off now, Brian. It was great talking to you and great having the session with you, as always. It is always a pleasure. And uh, we'll, look, uh, we'll look forward to hearing your piece. And, uh, and in, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. This is the old in and out I'm Dr. William Schimmel, and... I'm saying good night to my co-host, Brian Dewan. Good night, Brian. Good night. And good night, everyone, and God bless. Whatever lacks purpose is evil. A pool without pebbles breeds slime. Not any one step hath chance fashioned on the infinite stairway of time. Nor ever came good without labor, in toil or in science or art. It must be wrought out through the muscles, born out of the soul and the heart. Why plow in the stubble with plowshares? Why winnow the chaff from the grain? 
Since all of his gifts must be toiled for Since truth is not born without pain He giveth not to the unworthy The weak or the foolish in deeds Who soweth but chaff at the seed time Shall reap but a harvest of weeds The pyramid builded of vapor Is blown by his whirlwinds to naught the song without truth is forgotten His poem to man is man's thought Whatever is strong with a purpose In humbleness wrought and so pure Is known to the master of singers he toucheth it, saying, and do.